and gentlemen, All Saints Catholic Church in Dallas, Texas welcomes you to All Saints Coffee Chats. Hello. Hello. Hi, everybody. How's it going, everybody? Uh, Welcome to Coffee Chats, episode 61. 61. Wow. So we've been doing this for 61 weeks. That's fantastic. All right, we are very happy to have with us today our new parochial vicar here at All Saints, Father Garrett Bachman. So welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. I just, uh, my assignment started July 1st and got to preach this last weekend on our independence. So yeah. everything's going well so far. Good. Well, very good. So because we are All Saints, we always like to start off with the question of, is there a particular saint that you have a devotion to or any saint right now that you might be feeling a devotion towards? Yeah, I've been reading a lot of Teresa of Avila, mm-hmm. and I did bring a quote. Oh, nice. <laughs> so she said, mental prayer, in my opinion, is nothing else than an intimate sharing between friends. It means taking time frequently to be alone with him who we know loves us. The important thing is not to think much, but to love much, and so do that which best stirs you to love. Love is not great delight, but desire to please God in everything. It's beautiful. I love the I I love that idea that it's not so much of how you think through prayer or what you say it's that you actually feel and express it in that way we have the question all the time that comes from our youth and our young adults of like I don't know how to pray or uh, teach me how to pray what do I need to say what do I need to do and she answers it so clearly of like no it's it's the love that you have in expressing that love in that way so that's beautiful yeah she calls this recollection or the prayer of recollection and that's a great word and it's a great translation of whatever the Spanish is because even that word to recollect just means to gather your thoughts together Mm -hmm. and what she means by that is to literally be present to the one to whom you're speaking Mm -hmm. so when you're in prayer it doesn't matter like you said the words you're saying it doesn't matter if you say one two three four rosaries what it matters is how much during those rosaries or the Our Father the prayers of the Mass how much you're being present to the one to whom you're praying. And so that's a beautiful, and that's, it's simple. It's so simple. Yeah. So in my own prayer, now I've just, I've simplified it to just simply try and be present. I'll bring scripture, I'll bring different things to prayer, but my focus is on being present. Uh, not, and that, she also, I think, talks about swatting away flies or gnats. And so to swat away those those thoughts that are yeah. trying to distract me. And that for her was the path to to the greater, you know, the greater graces of prayer. Very cool. Very simple. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? Any um, no, I... <laughs> yeah. There's only so many directions you can look. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, thinking about St. Kateri. Um, I was... She's our saint of the week for our, like junior high email thing. So I try and like write like a paragraph of like, hey, this is who this saint is. Y'all should check it out. Um, but just remembering like that's um, my grandparents 
Marietta Parish, that is St. Kateri, my cousin's confirmation saint was St. Kateri. Um, and then just the fact that she was like a, somebody who lived in maybe Canada, but like North America um, and is, was, is a saint. That's always just something kind of cool to think about. Uh, there's all the, you know, the great Italian and Spanish saints and anybody else, but it's just something kind of cool to think like, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you, I maybe have been around there. Um, so. Yeah, I found Saint. Um, <laughs> I think her feast day is coming up this week, actually. Saint Veronica, one of the Saint Veronicas, um, and she had the stigmata um, that she received. Gosh, I think she was around. I think she was like thirty or so. Um, but when she was a young child, her mother died, and she was she had four sisters, and her mother. Um, what the exact word, but essentially like gave them to like um gosh I'm struggling for a word right now but um prayed for them and kind of gave them to the um wounds of the sacred of Jesus the five wounds of Jesus um her and her four sisters um and so then she ended up joining um the sisters of the I think it was the poor Claire's does that sound right um, is that an order? I don't know why I'm totally drawing a blank on all of this that I read. Um, <laughs> forgive me. Um, lots going on in this brain right now. Um, but yeah, just kind of learning about her story and like her persistence through like all the adversity that she faced. Uh, I saw St. Maria Goretti's name recently. Her face was recently, yeah. right? Because I saw her name and I was like, that happened recently, I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Then it we makes all sense. Need more coffee this morning. <laughs> I know. I know. Two cups is not enough. Honestly. But I saw her name recently, and I was thinking about her. And she was the first like saint relic that I ever saw, experienced. I was like pretty young when we saw her. When I, gosh, my younger sister was like, she was like eleven. So she was like around the age that. St. Marie already was whenever she died, so I remember yeah. that being, like, super, like, surreal experience, because, one, at the age that I was, I remember I did not even know that, like, St. Relics were a thing, so I was like, what are we doing tonight? It's like, where are we going? Um, and just the fact that it, like, happened in my hometown, and we, like, did a lot of research before, and it was just this whole, like, process leading up to the Mass, and then getting to see, like, her relics after, it was, like, super surreal, and then I was comparing that to, like, going like being in Europe to where like that's something that just kind of happens every day like you stumble upon like the relics of saints and comparing those experiences like wow this first time was so insane for me and then whenever I was there it was just like oh there's the relic of so-and-so like that's pretty cool but um just kind of made like made me think again about how unique and kind of crazy that is and I just I feel like in like Roman stuff I would go around and see stuff and not really think twice about it so now like thinking about seeing Maria Goretti again and like the first time I saw that I'm like no this is a big deal like people don't you know and like non-Catholics don't really understand it because it is kind of sounds kind of weird <laughs> um yeah just kind of reflecting on that experience and that whole thing it was yeah super <coughs> super surreal is she one of the incorruptibles? Wasn't was she the one that was that. here in Dallas? Yeah, yeah that's back? when it. Yeah. I felt like forever ago. Maybe yeah. it was. Well, I, I want to say it was like four or five years ago. Yeah. They brought her to yeah. St. Monica's, I think. Yeah. Um, they did okay. kind of. Um, 
Yeah, they were, they were doing like a, a around a the United tour States. around. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's um, a bit part of that. Yeah. So, yeah. Because it came, she came through Baton Rouge. Yeah, I remember that. That's when it, yeah, that was yeah. So I, so I made a promise a couple weeks ago uh, on Coffee Chats that I was going to come up with an answer for why Saint Drago was the patron saint of repulsive people, um, and so I. I, I forgot about it last week and then I went back and did some research so Drago was born his mother was killed uh, or died during delivery and he always blamed himself um, for the first 18 years of his life and so he began pilgrimages to Rome um, because he believed that the only person that could forgive him was the Pope uh, and so he spent nine he spent the next nine years taking nine or ten pilgrimages to Rome to try to interact with the Pope um, and, and never had a chance to and on his way back during his last pilgrimage um, had some sort of phys physical abnorm abnormality that just happened and became so repulsive that people would run away from him and that's where the story kind of gets kind of strange so they said some people like ran from him in fear and some people just like couldn't understand what he was going through so he went back to where he was born his home and he was such a revered person in the town that he was born in because of his faith um, that people began to see him by locating they would see him at mass and also see him tending to sheep in the field and they ended up building a he decided he wanted to be a hermit in the town that he was born in and so they built a cell for him on the wall of the church, the eastern wall of the church, where he lived for the rest of his life, inside this cell, only receiving the Eucharist every day. He would hear uh, the, the, the divine praises, or sorry, the, uh, the office of hours. Um, he would hear the mass, he would receive the, the Eucharist, and then uh, he, he would just sit in his cell all day, and people would just come and look for spiritual advice. And he did that until he died. And then they tried to carry his body to Rome, and they never left the border of the town. Like, there was some sort of, they, the townspeople said it was some sort of supernatural force hmm. that did not allow his body to ever leave. And so, to this day, there's a pilgrimage <coughs> that happens from that church to what they call St. Drago's Cross. Uh, from So, from the town of, I, I want to say it's, it's something... He was born of Flemish descent, so I don't even know what dialect that would be. But whatever town it was, he would leave, they, they do a pilgrimage from the church to the cross on uh, Trinity Sunday, every single year. Um, That's so, really cool. Yeah. That's pretty well. Yeah. I have no idea why he became the patron saint of coffee, because this was in the 1100s, and the first kind of recollection of coffee was in the 1500s. Yeah, I was not sure what happened there. The Americas. But yeah. Interesting. Okay. So there you go. He's like the patron saint of expectant mothers, patron saint of hernias, patron saint of repulsive people, and coffee houses. I was going to ask, so, is he the same one that's the patron saint of coffee? He's like yeah. the patron saint of all these like, very They're obscure very interesting. things. They're very interesting. Different. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So. All right. With all that fun <laughs> stuff. I'm just sitting um, here and I'm like, how did you, like, I can see the points in his life of like, Pregnant, you know, like expectant mothers, and I can like I can see it, but I'm just like, how? Well, that's what, like we've talked about that before. Like, 
Isidore of Seville being the patron saint of the internet. And he was alive in, what, like, That's the 1300s? That's going to get like plucked that. from him. So. Well, right, that'll right. go to Blessed Carlos, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. I just think, like, God willing, we all become saints one day. Like, what random things in my life are they going to be like, she's the patron saint of... Facebook videos. Fa- <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Facebook star. No, I'm just kidding. live. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what weird things, so... Be careful what weird things in your life that you are... Uh, it's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Let's just get it. So our, our next question that we always, always like to ask is, uh, do you have a favorite scripture passage? Yes. Okay. Um, I was ordained one year ago, May 30th, 2020. The scripture I used for that was from Matthew 419. Come after me and I will make you fishers of men. And... Before I was ordained, I was just reflecting on my experience, my journey, you know, moving towards holy orders. And I had this profound sense that the only reason I was doing this, the only reason I was going to go through his ordination was this sense in my soul and myself of following Jesus. Like I'd been constantly asking in seminary, where do you want me to go? Um, or where are you going? And just this little by little of him saying, come follow me. Um, so I chose that, I chose that, that scripture for my ordination and knowing hopefully that I would continue to, to follow him in ministry, you know, up to today. All right. What about you guys? Anything? In... Mass today, I made it to the 6.30 Mass, which was surprising for one, but <laughs> survived well it. Well Listen. Done. Done, yes. I should probably do that more often. Um, but uh, Father Jovito was talking about the Gospel today from Matthew chapter 10, I believe, and it's talking about just giving and receiving. Um, and he was talking about kind of getting back into a routine to say of offering with expecting nothing in return and uh he kind of went on talking about like in this past year that's something i think we've fallen away from a little bit in the sense of just like offering joy and not expecting that in return or different things in that way and so he just he went on like a little tangent about just like starting with a smile to strangers he's like just starting with joy you can't like lose that by giving it to anybody um and i just was thinking about like like yeah, like this past year wearing masks and stuff, I think I was avoiding eye contact with anyone I saw because I was like, if I look at you, I'm going to get sick. Yeah. <laughs> so That's how it, it was going to... <laughs> eye contact. Um, spread. But so whenever he was talking about that, I'm like, man, yeah, I really got to get back into a better habit of like, you know, we're not wearing masks so much anymore and, di- and things are changing and not... I don't really like to say like getting back to normal, but I would like to say that they're progressing in a different way. So I'm like, okay, how? what can I do differently than I was doing before in just interacting with not just people I know but strangers as well and offering that joy not expecting anything in return or anything like that so yeah you had a really good homily today that was good well you Andrew um I was it so I it's kind of a weird story so I was in at Mary Immaculate yesterday going trying to go to confession um and the line was super super long and there was, I guess, some mass that was happening. And so, like, one of the priests had to, like, it's like, sorry, guys, I got to go say mass. We were, like, in the back of the church. And so the line was still going and while mass was started. And I was like, I really need to go to confession, so I'm sorry. I'm just going to, I'm going to 
be back here. Um, but it was apparently it was like a memorial mass of some kind. I didn't. It wasn't a funeral. There was not a body present. But um, so I felt extra bad. But the <laughs> so I tried to make sure I was like paying attention to the readings and stuff. Yeah. And it was um, they had the reading from Hebrews of talking about Jesus as the high priest and how we don't have one who doesn't know like what it. Um, he's not disconnected from us, and that he he knows yeah. what being human is like. He, and yet he's also been in heaven, and so just that, talking about that bridge, and it was just a cool, weird moment, but then it, but it was extra helpful to focus on whatever was being said, because yeah. I felt like I should. So that's what I've been thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, for you, Chelsea? Oh, gosh, a little bit of everything. Um, I mean, I think looking at the gospel reading for this coming weekend of, I think it was this weekend, or maybe it was last weekend, um, of like take only your sandals. Yeah, this um, upcoming Sunday. And so just mm-hmm. lots of transition in my own life. Um, and I'm sure Father Gary, you probably feel the same way and like having it, you know, it's like, what do you pack and what do you, you know, and just realizing like, it's only the simple things that you need. Um, and just totally relying on the Lord of, he's gonna provide what's necessary. Um, yeah. I, uh, for me, it actually was the reading from Psalms on restoring us, yeah. uh, which is the theme for your guys' Steubenville conference mm-hmm. this week, and, and just thinking about, like, even what you were just saying of how we have to get back to this point where everything is is new again, in, in a lot of ways, right? I, I mean, we're seeing more and more people come back to church, which is such a beautiful thing. And I think it's allowing this opportunity of restoration for the the church and for our souls to kind of come back and uh, remember who we are in a lot of ways, and and remember our primary vocation, you know, in our relationship with God. Um, so yeah, the idea of, of restoration has been on my mind. It's honestly, I ju- I'm like having this realization now. Is I remember in. 2019 being at like the end of one of the studio conferences and they were announcing restore as the theme for, for 2020, 2020. Mm-hmm. and realizing how fitting that is that mm-hmm. that's happening now is uh, the way that all works up 2020 that i wanted so bad for <laughs> the theme for all of the conferences around the world to be um the beatific vision 2020 beatific vision uh, uh, Pushed hard for that one, but nobody would go for it. It's super cheesy, which yeah. is why it fits all the youth ministry criteria. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Good. that didn't that didn't happen. So it is. There was somebody posted something. I think it was somebody the speaker were um, was a part of the team coming up with you know the theme and all of that, um, and was just talking about how appropriate it was that it didn't happen last year, um, and it's even more just perfect and relevant to what's needed in our world right now. Which I didn't even realize it's the Pines' theme yeah. for their summer camp is, is also restored. Yeah. We did restored as a DCYC uh, conference theme three years ago. Three years ago. <laughs> so yeah. we're just ahead of everybody. That's, this is what we'll call. It's because of that 2020 vision. That's because of the Beatific <laughs> 2020 vision. Yeah. Thanks a lot. What's your favorite part of being a priest? We got questions coming in already, <clears throat> so we got to try to catch up. Okay. Those Bianchi people, I mean, the, yeah, that some are from Bianchi's, the others are from uh, Jonathan Roach. Adam Carr asked, "Is Steven. that Father New Guy?" So 
Thanks. Adam. His name's uh, Father Garrett, Adam. Also, he did capitalize Father Garrett. George so. wants to know if Father Garrett likes Taco Bell. I assume that has something to do with your That's structure. Um, so, okay, let's, we'll try to tackle these in order. Favorite part of being a priest. <laughs> My, uh, what was really cool in just starting out, one of the traditions is people like to come and receive blessings. And I had this really cool sense while I was giving these blessings that it was, they were not coming for me. Yeah. Um, you know, they clearly saw that there was something new and it was something that I could not have made myself. Like I saw that they, that in a sense they were seeing through me uh, or by, beyond me or behind me or whatever. And I, and, and so I tried to give them the best. I would ask them, well, how would you like me to bless you? Uh, you know, just a kind of guiding question to see what was going on in their life. And then I would try and make a prayer that, that fit their situation. And then oftentimes afterward, they would say, wow, you know, you, you said some things that really fit, even things that they didn't necessarily tell me that really fit into what's going on in my life. So I think just to see the desire of people for the priesthood was really cool. Yeah. It was really cool because then it also built my own faith. It was like, wow, the priesthood's really real. It's not about me. Uh, I just, I had that, that really cool sense of people desiring the priesthood. And so it helped me want to be available, a better priest for other people. That's awesome. Yeah. So along those lines, what was it like for you going through the process and then receiving the sacrament of holy orders? Yeah. Um, well, so first of all, I think 2020 was going on at the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably. And so, so become a marker of all of our lives yeah. in so many ways. <laughs> at the time, you know, I just finished this retreat and while I was on the retreat, uh, that was the retreat leading up to the, uh, presbyteral ordination uh, that's when all of the news broke not that COVID was happening but that COVID is something we should be worried about people mm -hmm. were finally at that point of not wanting to go to the grocery store buying toilet paper and other crazy things so the world was starting to go insane right. at that point and so I got back to my seminary after this after this retreat and everything's breaking loose you know everybody's heads are off of their shoulders yeah. you know and I'm trying to study. I still have class. <laughs> right. They're wondering, can we live in the seminary? Is it safe for us to live in the seminary? Should we make these journeys halfway across the country? Will that be safer for us? Uh, and, you know, I have these 20, 30 page papers I'm writing. So I'm like, I don't have time to worry about this. Uh, so I just let other people deal with those decisions. But eventually I did have to go back to Dallas from Washington, D.C., where I studied. And I, that was a loss of time for me because it was a two-day drive. And then they made me quarantine for 14 days because I was going to live with a priest and they didn't yeah. want me to kill that priest in case, just in case I got COVID from one of the gas pumps. Right. So, or, or making eye contact. Or making yes, eye contact. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so then I was in this quarantine place um, for the first time in many years away from the Eucharist. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, which was yeah, which was something you know. I just I, in that sense, I did join with everybody because that was, mm. I know uh, during that time most people had been 
um, alienated in some way from the Eucharist. Yeah. So, but I still had to do my studies. So that that semester I wrote, I don't know, 150 pages, something like that. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, priesthood ordination is happening. So I need to stop writing my papers and start praying. And so at that point, I went to pray. I went to pray in the chapel. I went to pray outdoors. I just, I was trying to take time away from being stressed, from writing papers. And what I was asking for the Lord was for peace in approaching in approaching this sacrament. And I don't know why in particular I wanted peace, but in my mind was I never wanted to doubt from the time I was ordained until the time I died that I was called to the priesthood. Mm. And so I wanted to approach this sacrament with the greatest freedom possible. I wanted to approach it with joy, you know, joy that would overcome any of the difficulties I had gone, I had gone through that would, and that would motivate me uh, moving forward to think back, you know, I entered into this freely and now I can give myself and in a sense die daily freely. Mm. Um, and it was really joyful. It was so joyful. And lots of things bad happened. Not bad, but the, pl- the little plans I made kept falling apart. And I was like, okay, this is great. All my plans are falling apart. <laughs> but I still, um, I still was making it through. The second Mass I celebrated, uh, you know, there were some mistakes. And I was just like, oh, man, you know, I really want to do everything perfect. But I was, I was okay, you know. Yeah. I had lunch afterward and <laughs> moved <laughs> on with my better. life. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's all okay. So, okay, you had your first Mass here Friday, uh, last Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you did the, the Masses on Sunday. So how's, how's your first week here been? Uh, very nice. So, obviously I moved, but I try, I try to, you know, every time I move I try to get rid of things. So I was getting getting rid of some things. I also was writing my thesis at the time. I turned in my thesis, um, I think earlier this week. Um, I had that homily to write, so I was writing that <laughs> homily. Um, and I had a lot of people looking over that homily for this last weekend. So I was, I felt confident in it. Uh, and then what most impressed me was just smiling faces. Yeah. Everywhere I went, I saw smiling faces, people happy to see, you know, a priest. It's, I think it's a beautiful moment when the bishop, you know, successor of the apostles, you know, in a sense, branch from Peter, he sends a new fisher or a new servant into a community and the people have, um, have an opportunity to come in, in contact again with uh, those sacraments, you know, the hierarchical church or, you know, the, the church that was established by Christ. and. I'm just excited to be here, you know, lots of, 2020 is a great time because there's all the change happening that people Mm -hmm. expect anyway, Yeah. and so everything's fresh, everything's new for everyone, and so I'm just one of those new (laughs) awesome surprises uh, (laughs) that that 2021 is bringing. So So we have uh, a viewer, Jonathan, who asked, do you feel like being a younger priest has influenced your approach to ministry? Or is your age not something you wish to factor into your priesthood? Uh, I I'll give I'll give both sides of that because 
I think, I think it's very important for all of us, for every single person, to respect their elders. <laughs> and for me, not only, not only does that mean respecting the people who've come before me in this parish, but it also means respecting the, the older brothers of the presbyter, because we're a college or a community yeah. of presbyters, which, which is a Greek word meaning elders. Uh, so I went to a meeting the other day and I saw all of the wisdom of, of the presbyterate gathered and I was trying to, to approach that as, as a new priest. And I tell myself over and over again, I know nothing. <laughs> and I think that's the most important thing. Hopefully that, that kind of mentality continues you know, into the future, but it's very important to, to receive counsel and and to approach things with fresh with a fresh perspective Mm. but i think on the other hand me being a new priest i can't be afraid because i know nothing i can't be afraid not to act there's the example of that young guy in the book of job Mm. those three elders come in and they're telling job well it's obvious you're suffering because you've sinned and if if you just admit what you've done and you admit the fault that you've had then you'll get good with god uh, and this young guy comes in, you know, knowing nothing, and he said, well, what if Job is not suffering because of some fault? What if he's just suffering for some other reason? We don't know it. Yeah. And I, I believe that young guy was not speaking from his own wisdom, but from the wisdom of God. Right. And so I have to be open to the possibility of God working through me. And what that means is I have to actually do things. Yeah. So I can't let my lack of, of wisdom freeze me so yeah Yeah, absolutely I think we probably all have been in experiences of that where we all have somebody that we kind of look to to mentor us in different ways but then there's decisions that you just have to make sometimes it's like I discern that this is the will of God to to make this decision in the right way Um, do you like Taco Bell (laughs) Uh, get get to the important stuff I think my my favorite so in high school I would have this uh, bean and cheese burrito, and I would have these bean and cheese burritos from Taco Bell. No, okay. <laughs> this this was from like in San Antonio, an authentic taqueria. Okay, and now Taco Bell, I do go there and I get their what fifty cent tacos or whatever. Yeah. Get like twenty of those or whatever, whatever we need. Uh, so, by but me, I you mean just you? But I want my yourself? I would like my tacos cooked by an abuela. Yeah, from Atia, Atio, somebody, somebody who I know, uh, you know, is gonna is gonna cook that taco with love, and yeah. not to say that's not possible at Taco Bell. It pro- this is, you can you this can is say Perez. that. You can say that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great way of answering that. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to use that answer. <laughs> Don't I borrow that one. Flat out say no. If you're okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a particular charism or devotion that you practice? Well. Yeah, so I pray the rosary, and about four years ago, or some, I don't remember the exact dates, I stopped praying the rosary, and it was, it was, um, it was through no, I didn't make a decision, I think I just fell off the practice, and then I saw my life, I was like, wow, everything in my life is going wrong, what's happening, and I looked back, before I entered seminary to my days in college and I looked 
uh, to that moment in my life where it seemed like I was more alive, where I was, um, where I was living the person who I wanted to be. And I realized around that time, there were a couple of things that happened. I, but one of them was I started praying the rosary. And I tangibly saw that by me having that relationship with Mother Mary, the mother of Jesus, I had a friend who was looking out for me in heaven. And then I saw when I stopped praying the rosary, um, not, not that I did not, I no longer had a friend in, in heaven, but that I, I was neglecting my friend in heaven, right. you know, Mary. And so I was like, okay, I need to start praying the rosary again. And I started praying the rosary again. And again, you know, I felt, I felt that strength and, and that support of, of having, of having and relying upon my friend in heaven. Also, wear the scapular, which is Carmelite devotion, but that's connected mm-hmm. to the rosary. Mm-hmm. Uh, those who wear the scapular, they, there are a couple ways you can wear the scapular, but one of them is praying the rosary daily. And so I attribute that, what would I attribute that to? To my still being Christian, if you want to say it, to not being, you know, to not, to not abandoning the church. The church is also our mother. And I, uh, I try to practice, to make that, I try to take that time in my day for Mary, to be a friend, to be a friend of Mary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that might be one of the simplest and most beautiful explanations of why we have a devotion to Mary that I think uh-huh. we've ever heard. Because it's just, it's one of those things that we, we get asked the question all the time of like, why do we pray to Mary? Why do we do this? And, and you try to explain it, you try to articulate it, yeah. and there's still like, people just, just look at you like you're speaking a different language, and you're like, ugh, I, I tried. And maybe that's it, it's like, okay, I had a friend, I talked to my friend, then I neglected my friend. And it's not like that friend disappeared, it was me, I chose to neglect that relationship, and so things in my life changed because of that neglect. And then when I went back to that relationship, I saw the fruit of what was happening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very cool. You're coming with us to Steubenville, us being that couch. Uh, <laughs> going with them to Steubenville, you're going to a different Steubenville. Yeah. I'm going home. Going, going home. home. Going to a um, Steubenville. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Going to my, my house of worship, uh, sort of. Sure. Um, going domestic, to my house. Your domestic church. Yeah, my domestic church. Uh, you can uh, go that way with it. Yeah, there. that's where I'm going. Uh, <laughs> have you done a Steubenville conference before? I've definitely been to Lone Star. Okay. I went to one in Louisiana. I don't remember the name of it. Alexandria? Probably Alexandria. Or Homotibidale. Homotibidale. It's one of those two. Yeah. I'm going to say, for now, Alexandria. Sounds good. And I've been to DCYC. Okay. And so this will be my third Steubenville. Okay. How have your experiences been? Of Steubenville? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I went as a chaperone each time, specifically as a seminarian. And what I see there is an opportunity for youth, and all of us have a desire for God. Um, that's, that's our final purpose in life. But I see those, those youth in, spend time with other people you know, who are also desiring to be close to God. And so I saw, I saw the youth spend that time. I saw them come on fire in a sense 
and I and I was and I was there with them. I spent time with them. I tried to. They they would always ask me questions because they thought I had answers. <laughs> so I would do my best to think of something to say and spend time with them. But it was all it was always nice. It was always nice to spend time with the youth um, to to support them because. I know I needed a lot of support when I was young, and I think specifically of a few people. I was in Boy Scouts. There was a guy who was, who was there for me, who helped me grow up into an adult, and I'd like to help other people. Yeah. So for you guys, I don't know how many Steubenvilles this is for you, what, what have been some of your experiences with the conferences? This will be my third, fourth Steubenville? One, two, three, third Super Bowl. Um, I did not go as a teen, um, but have gone since being here um, at All Saints. And I do, I love just that gathering of young people. Um, and I'm even more excited um, to be going to Mid-America because there'll be even more people coming from various places. And that opportunity for our young people to be um, gathered with others from throughout the United States of just seeing like I'm not in my own little local church that this is like seeing the universal church um, and that's something I've experienced through like national conferences and such um, having that gathering because I think often for them especially some of them that are in public schools it's really difficult to see like oh other people are Catholic and there's other people going through the same struggles that I'm going through and um, but there is the whole universal church and the body of Christ that we are one and I mean there'll be probably just under like 2,000 people at this conference um, which will be exciting for them to just all kind of be gathered and I think it's that I mean I remember I went to a national conference when I was at college and there was like 23 24,000 people and you just step into the arena and you're like oh wow like this is the church you know I feel like we've been talking about this our whole life but like this is you know the young church here um so i love have them having that experience one of many what about you i was doing the math i think this is actually the fifth time i'll be in Steubenville, which okay. sounds like a number that it sounds higher than it should be but yeah um yeah I, th I think those are great ways it's just it's a really great opportunity i think for kickstarting a, a relationship with Christ for a lot of the teens who have, I don't know, for, like for me, when I was in high school, obviously I was, I, I was going to church and all, but I think Steubenville was a, was a turning point for me in that I realized like there's, there's more going on with the things that I'm already doing. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, there's obviously a temptation with, with, with something like Steubenville or Seek, there's the lights and the, the show and the music and all that. And there's, you know, there's a temptation to say that like, well, that's, that's the cool part. It's like, well, no, but there's there is a use for it, and right. I think it's a great starting point, especially for our teens, to remember that you know that the mass that they go to is, like you said, it's it's something that carries escape to the whole world, mm -hmm. um, and it's something that there are other people, you know, other people are trying to live the faith and doing it, and I know from your same point in life, um, yeah, I, I just think it's a really great moment of evangelization or um, kind of a reset. Or I guess restoring in this case, whether or not that's the theme. Ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I just think that's always a great point of um, like where where am I at? Step back and and 
you know, what am I, what have I forgotten about my faith? I think it's it's a great opportunity for everybody. Yeah. And you're going to Steubenville this weekend, but <laughs> not the same Steubenville, and you do it from a very different perspective. So, yeah. How many Steubenvilles have you been to? Could you even count? <laughs> <laughs> I it's like three or four summer, but I didn't go last year. So okay. I but since like 2017, so I don't know, maybe at least like 10, maybe okay. 12. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I could talk about that forever just because it's such a I attribute like like a lot of my growth as a photographer to Life Team because whenever I started working for them in 2017 that was like a really big like kind of push start with everything I started doing and a lot that I learned from them I learned so much about like like photographing but also being reverent in times of like adoration and things like that that I use in like Catholic weddings now people are always like oh I love having a Catholic wedding photographer because you know like the parts of the mass and stuff like that mm-hmm. and I learned all of that from them and all of the people there um I just have like it's so cool how it happens so often but every experience is so unique I swear I like cry at least twice every time I'm on one because I'm just like seeing so many different perspectives and like get so emotional um there was one I think it was I guess it had to be 2019 Lone Star was the only conference that I was working and two of my siblings were yeah like at it and it was just like you know like the Saturday night is like the biggest thing but I think I had like pictures of y'all there because I was like seeing you took our pictures so weird <laughs> um, yep. But, like, my siblings, I think they were, like, in two different groups at the time, but I just remember running around seeing them, and then, like, that Saturday night with everything, there's, like, one uh, staple photo that I took of my brother that they, like, use for a lot of things now, and I'm just, like, oh, it's, like, him with, like, the Eucharist, like, priest is holding it, like, right above him, and I was, like, literally, like, in tears while I was taking the photo, because I was, like, oh, my gosh, like, (laughs) this is so cool, Um, so it's, yeah, it's so unique every time. And especially after not doing it last year, like I'm so excited this weekend. It's so exhausting, and it's oh, I'm sure. a lot, but it's, very, yeah, it's, very <laughs> it's fun. Fun to meet a lot of people. Fun to yeah get to see everyone again because it's it's been a while, so it'll be good. I don't know who so. captioned those pictures that you took, but mm, not me. <laughs> the Texas Catholic oh, that, had, that was, had yeah, it in the yeah. article that. Uh, <laughs> Youth from All Saints, and it's me and Andrew and, Adam and Chris Lawhorn yeah. and Adam Carr and Peter, and it's, it's like, like five adults. They're literally the ad- yeah. only male we were adult sitting to the side. We had. <laughs> we're off to the side from where our teens actually were doing our own small group, yeah. and it's like teens from. And I was like, which which one of us? The, you, the one with the beard kind of look like the a one teen. with the beard or the other or one the, the other one with the beard <laughs> or the other one with the beard. Right? It's like it's none of us are teens, but thanks. Sure. Yeah, I'll uh, take it. It was pretty great. So. Uh, yeah, Steubenville conferences are fantastic. I mean, we, we have, I have had the, the blessing of probably going to, man, 15 of them now, something like that. Jeez. And, and they're really just, um, I can, I can probably look back at all of them and, and see, uh, moments that are like linchpin moments for so many young people. Um, I know we've referenced back so many times to the one with Alexa maybe being one of the most profound um, and just like the experience and, and how all of that happened um, so we had a, a young woman that was from a uh, Methodist um, that started coming to our youth ministry stuff and was involved in everything and I told her I was like look you're always welcome to be here I'm never going to pressure you to becoming Catholic 
until you give me permission to, and then I will. Um, <laughs> and we were at the conference, and, and we had had a lot of fun that day anyway. We had gone to like the Dallas Museum of Arts during some mm-hmm. of our free time and, and um, got, got ourselves into a little bit of trouble and, and had fun. But uh, they had adoration that night, and we were on the second floor of this conference center and the chandeliers were shaking in the room because of how loud everything was and the kids jumping up and down and like they had a veterans retreat down on the bottom floor where like lighting fixtures were coming down it was like it was, it was the one where everything started to fall apart yes it was yes, literally okay. it was it was amazing yeah. it was fantastic and, and, and i mean they had like three thirty five hundred three thousand yeah. something it was, like, it, was, yeah. it, was mm-hmm. it was packed it was the first jam yeah. um but we're walking out of adoration and Alexa comes over to me and she's like, that was Jesus. And I, I totally dismissed it and was like, yeah, I know. And just kept walking and she was like, no, that was Jesus. And I was like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, like, I get it. She was sitting on the end of the aisle as they did the procession and I was like, oh, like, you know now. And Sister Mary Paul was walking right by us at that moment and it was just so great because I was like Alexa sister sister Alexa let's play a game <laughs> yeah like, so it was fantastic but so there was that there was, there's been lots of moments where um, God has been very present in that and then watching teens that come back from that conference and be mm-hmm. on fire and that fire being something that is retained throughout the rest of the time that they're involved in our ministry it's not it doesn't always end up being one of these moments where it's like oh look I'm all the way up here because of the conference and then I come back home and I'm all the way down mm-hmm. yeah there's gotta you know, be some some, some retention sure. and yeah. follow up yeah so it's been it's a great conference they do a great job I'm excited for that for you guys to come back and hear all the great stories and then right we've got DCYC coming in February and right. it'll be another one that'll be really big mark your calendars President's Day so, President's Day weekend yes I don't know the actual date 19th, 20th, and 21st? Yes! I don't know. Of February? If Ann Keo's watching. Does that sound right? Very mad at me for saying that. I'm just not mad. You're just gonna <laughs> yeah, we're all just going to go, yes! We're going to all agree. So me. it's in February. I said that. I got that right. It so is, is it time? Um, maybe. It's, time. Is it time? It's, it's, uh, it's about that time. It's 11.49. Adam, I will try to find the picture. I can always contact the photographer. Uh, and see if she um, still has it. But it's like the back of your head. Sorry. It is the 19th. Okay. See? We yes. all knew. Got my dates. Got them. So. Lightning round, did we warn you about this? We can just try. All right. I kind of didn't. We're going to have a series yeah. of, like, would you would you rather kind of questions. Is it this like or that? Like this or that kind of thing. Um, yeah. We asked one this morning. Okay. I, I want to I start yeah. with this one. You want to start with this one? Um, okay. Hold on. we got to wait for the timer. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's a very polite way to say that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we so gotta wait for great. Andrew to click the button. Okay, please. Uh, I don't know Sorry, if this is a time question. I just meant, like, like, told him to wait. I, I, I don't know what you, no, I, I wouldn't even maybe, watch you do. Maybe this is just a warm up before we get into the, <laughs> the actual questions. But I had asked the question this morning based off of a conversation that we were having. Would you rather only watch movies that are made by or owned by Disney or everything else? But Every, everything else. Okay. I, I think I'd have to go back to Disney. I know. That's what I'm just... It's like made or it's the Star Wars and Marvel that like mm, messed me up. Find a picture. 
We don't have to. <laughs> Just a great response from Jonathan. That's all. Uh, what about Disney or everything else? Yes. Um, it's all right. I'm going to go with Disney because eventually they're just going to own all of it so then <laughs> yeah, um, also it might it'll, be true. it'll work may eventually own everything just for that yep. no. let's see yeah, that Star Wars I know because this is the practice yeah this is our warm up for practicing for Father Garrett I'm you said Disney okay you're asking the question Father Garrett will answer I did say Disney first and then I will go Erica, Andrew, and you. I like how we've all done this like so many times, but we he was the fastest one to answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we still we're take terrible so long. at lightning round. Yeah. Really, we've done this really for bad. 61 weeks, and we're, no, not 61, maybe like 57 weeks. Yeah. Well, we had some that were pre recorded, Brett. All right, we're ready. Let's do it. Lightning round, fast as we can. All right. The good news is it'll be the fastest time we've ever done it with Father Garrett, either way. And go. Um,. Would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button on your life? Pause. 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 Uh, pause. Wow. Chelsea. Rewind. <laughs> Just to be different. She paused. Um, I did pause. <laughs> Would you rather lose your vision or your hearing? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my hearing? Uh, hearing. Hearing. That's yeah. I'm going to go with hearing, too. Hearing. Um, would you rather be able to talk with the, all with animals, or speak every language? Speak every language. <laughs> speak every language. Talk with animals. <laughs> speak every language. For sure. Um, today, I would want to speak to animals <laughs> because then my no, we gotta go. Come on, lightning round. Um, <laughs> would you rather be stuck on a broken ski lift or in a broken elevator? Broken ski lift. Oh. Ski lift. Yeah, ski lift. There's so I can ski lift. seize the outside world. Um, <laughs> would you rather go to a movie alone or dinner alone? Movie alone. Uh, I, movie. Movie. Yeah, movie. I've gone to movie. You alone. have to confront your loneliness. I know. It's, less. Um, <laughs> oh, it's so nice. Would you rather read a book or watch a movie? Read a book. Uh, probably a movie. Movie. Um, I'm gonna say read a book. Watch a movie. Um, would you rather go okay. deep sea diving or bungee jumping? Deep sea diving. Deep sea diving. Bungee jumping. No. Deep sea diving. <laughs> deep sea diving. <laughs> the laugh thing. Mm-hmm. Don't want to jump with the rubber. Would you rather no. go a week without your phone or a week without the internet? Week without the internet. Internet. Just at all. Yeah. I'd be able to use your phone. Yeah. Five years without the internet. <laughs> Probably be good. Be kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a uh, internet. <laughs> Internet. <laughs> Internet. <laughs> I'm Andrew Darling. <laughs> Got to answer with statement. Um, since you're, <laughs> since you're, you've been in school, would you rather do a group project or work alone? Group project. Uh, group project. Work alone. You work alone. Group project. <laughs> would you rather be too hot or too cold? Too cold. 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 Always. That's why it's freezing you. <laughs> Would you rather spend the day with your favorite Sorry. athlete or your favorite like actor? My actress? favorite actor. Uh, Follow by. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, actor. Yeah, actor. Actor. Like zero actor. in that answer. Actor. <laughs> <laughs> <Is it> acting? 
I can't even think of it, who my favorite athlete or actor is. <laughs> I was like, I don't know anymore. I know I don't have a favorite athlete. <laughs> there you go. That's, I mean, Could at I least you have confidence in that. Bro. I'm like, I, Would you rather have to sew all your own clothes? Sew all my own clothes. Or grow all your own pictures? <laughs> whatever you Super lightning. He's faster than the question. What was it? Sew clothes or what? Lightning sew your own clothes or grow your own food? Sew clothes. Food. Yeah, so close. Uh, that would be. I like food not. too much, and I'd ruin it quickly. <laughs> um, would you rather be known for a famous book or a famous song? Famous book, like for writing. Like if you uh, wrote it, or book. you sing a song. I would, I would pick prefer. Book. Yeah, I think book. Book. Yeah. I mean, if I could sing, I'd want to sing a song. Um. <laughs> I mean, I guess we can all sing. You can sing. Can we sing well? That's the question. Um, Last one. Would you rather spend the night in an aquarium or in a botanical garden? Aquarium. Aquarium. Uh, Erica's like, where can I take the best pictures? Botanical garden. Uh, I'm going to go with the aquarium. I'm going to go with... um, (laughs) You'd sleep in a An aquarium. Hopefully the animals stay in the cages. Or in the tanks. tanks. <laughs> what kind of aquarium do you go to? <laughs> the, the Dallas the that like things a get out of I think we did yeah, that almost that like too. that was that was it. Don't they have lock-ins in aquariums anyway? Yeah, sometimes. So you could. You could there you go. This already happens. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody. We did that in four minutes and nineteen seconds, which means we have four minutes left. To wow. do it. We usually give ourselves ten minutes to do lightning round because we're it so takes slow. Us that usually long. Take yeah, that's fantastic. So. Um, um, Rita, who is one of our parishioners here, and our uh, parents said, of one of our teens who's going to Steubenville. Yeah. Um, Rita, please pray for us this weekend that um, our so. sleep is multiplied because I'm not sure we will actually get any be multiplying our own sleep. Um, the Lord will have to do that. <laughs> yeah, you get some sleep on the bus. <laughs> Everybody, take their allergy medicine. <laughs> Don't forget it. Yeah. So, Father Garrett, do you have any parting words for this? As you, hopefully, everybody will see you after mm. this. But um, or if you want to think about your parting words, I have another question for you. Okay. What's your favorite thing that you're looking forward to, like being in a parish? Hmm. Like being in parish life. Um. Well. I'll say this, I'm looking forward to getting to know the school. We have All Saints Catholic School here. Uh, I've been telling the teachers to invite me to the classrooms. I think Catholic education is important. On the same token, you know, getting to know those parents who are going through that task of raising their own children and uh, catechizing them, you know, saying their prayers with them every night, uh, supporting those, those parents. You know, I have. I want to. I want the families to flourish at this at this parish. Very good. I'm excited by that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Look forward to having having you uh, as part of the mission as we continue to figure out how we can foster the relationship with families and foster the relationship between the parish and the school. Um, very unique challenge of those three point one miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
great, great you think it's people much up there. Yeah, a great but place. Fantastic <clears throat> teachers and administration, and it's going to be exciting year. So, so. You're glad you're here. Thank you. So glad back you to your parting thoughts. Did this with us. Yeah. Pray for us, please, as we go on the Steubenville trip. We are going to be traveling a long way. We want safe travels on our bus ride. We want all of that equipment to work, and we also want all of our youth and chaperones to be led by the Lord and very prayerful and recollected this weekend to to grow in our own spiritual lives and to pray for the continued restoration of the whole world. Very good. Very yeah, good. that that takes care of our time and we don't have anything else that we need to say and do and so <laughs> thank you everybody for watching please like share subscribe do all those fun things for us uh i'm sure we'll probably be able to talk father good into coming and hang out with us for other coffee chats in the future and some other stuff that we do so keep an eye out for that he's kind of becoming a, a internet celebrity on us uh <laughs> <laughs> there's no chance been on all the things <laughs> over the last week so uh keep an eye out for that as well so God bless you guys. Pray we'll for see us. you again we'll next week. Lots of prayers for us. Also, next week uh, our, will be the last episode uh, with Chelsea, uh, who will be going back home to Baton Rouge. So please, uh, if that is news to you, um, sorry to break sorry it that you're way. Uh, but <laughs> please keep her in your prayers as well. And for all of us here at All Saints, pray for us. Know that we're praying for you. God bless you guys. Bye.